The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all Judea were going out to him, and all the region along the Jordan, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when they saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ. It is my great pleasure today to preach on a psalm. As a monastic community, we are psalm-drenched on a day-to-day basis. Maybe that is the reason we have not used psalms in our Sunday liturgy in a long time. But the Sunday liturgy offers a psalm in a smaller morsel than the platefuls of psalms we are used to. You can savor it in a different way. My brothers and I have decided to experiment with a Sunday psalm again in this season of Advent. So I had to preach on the psalm before they might disappear from our Sunday liturgy again. Quick, quick, preach me, cried the psalm. More seriously, I have thought a lot about judgment in the past few years, and I want us to visit with judgment for a bit. Divine judgment is a perennial undercurrent of Advent. Part of Advent is to wait for Christ's return at the end of time as we know it. A lot of the scriptural passages that form a basis for this event speak of judgment, several of them spoken to you today. Often the judgment is presented as retributive, 
a painful sentence is doled out to those found lacking, and there does not seem to be further redemption from it. The sheep get paradise, and the goats get hell. Forever, one would assume. I am afraid of such kind of categorical judgment. Who wouldn't be? For one thing, I am not so sure that I may not be found lacking myself. And for another, I know several people whom I love and whom I fear might be found lacking as well. Would nothing save them from eternal retribution at the final judgment? Don't get me wrong. I think God is fully entitled to judge us. And I think it would be a good thing for us to be presented with a fair and just judgment of our actions, motives, and character. I am just hoping, hoping that the judge would be extremely lenient in the sentences. After all, another psalm also repeats four times, his mercy endures forever. You see, I have a grave problem with letting God be presented as retributive, vindictive judge with a strictly dualist mind, good or bad. My reading of scripture and of the gospel in particular has the arc of God's desire for creation landing in the neighborhood of peace, justice, righteousness, and prosperity. And that's without even dwelling too long on love, as in love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, or you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Psalm 72 speaks of a king. Is it an earthly king or a heavenly king? I think it speaks of both divine authority and earthly authorities. And it asks God to enable the earthly leaders to emulate the divine king. Psalm 72 focuses on justice and righteousness. In Hebrew, the word for righteousness would be tzedakah, a complicated noun that has elements of charity and social justice woven into it. Tzedakah as social justice means that no one should be without the basic requirements of existence. Of course, food, safety, and shelter are basic requirements. But as an advanced and wealthy society, it behooves us to consider the basic requirements of a just and fulfilling life for all. What common good constitutes righteousness for our country today? We might want to think about what are some basic requirements of a righteous life in these 21st century United States. Does it include access to education and healthcare without getting into crushing debt? Does it include fruitful livelihoods that support a serene life? Does it include an economic system that preserves the ability of nature to sustain us? 
I think that the Lord Jesus, the embodiment of the King that Psalm 72 called for, came to bring us peace. And that Christ's peace is to be sought through nonviolent justice. This is opposed to peace through victory of a violent kind. That latter kind of peace is the peace of domination systems, of empires. I believe that nonviolent justice is what Christ will deliver at the final judgment. I hope he will want to yet again give us the option of repentance from our sins and transformation of our hearts. I believe in an infinitely merciful and loving God who seeks the redemption and the restoration of the greatest number of his creatures. That still leaves unrepentant diehards who will, in fact, choose punishment rather than redemption by refusing to be swayed from their belief in the superiority of evil. My hope is that there will be very few such diehards. But when will Christ return in glory, usher in the final judgment? No one knows. Despite some who regularly make firm predictions on the timing, they always seem to get it wrong. No matter, until the final judgment comes, we need to live as followers of Jesus. We are called to do our best to embody the justice and righteousness of God here and now. We need to bring about that peace of the kingdom of God. We are called to be just and righteous leaders in our spheres of influence, no matter how small they may be. And we should endeavor both this both in our personal lives and our corporate lives, including the life of our nation. In the coming election year, this means we should continue to hold candidates, elected officials, and other leaders to the highest standards of justice and righteousness. To that effect, do we choose leaders that encourage justice, social justice, hope, adequate shelter, care for all creation, including the non-human. As for us, as John the Baptist enjoins us, we should bear fruit worthy of repentance. Like him, we may not be worthy to carry Jesus' sandals, but we are worthy to carry on the work of righteousness to empower the poor, the suffering, and the needy. As the prophet Amos thundered in yesterday's Matins reading, let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Amen.